At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. They're taking what you're saying to them, and they're hoping that you are what you talk. Let's be about everything we drop, because we're going to get tested on it. If, we, if, if the people on the street don't test us on it, God's going to test us on it. Kill the Mockingbird, Truth or Report, with Sean Chris and Sebastian Farr. Kick his ass, Seabass! Uh, I'm curious to see what you got this week. Uh, it's been a crazy one for sure, but uh, start off with that whole North Korea thing. I didn't really have any clips of it, but you know, there's a lot that was trending on Twitter uh, all day uh, last night too. Something about blood in the water, and then they're they're just not happy with the way that the new administration is taking uh, the approach of the nuclear program. So they're just doing the typical North Korea every what five to eight years of hey they're crazy remember <laughs> it seems like it always happens uh right after an election cycle where a new uh regime comes into office uh trump was went through it and you know the whole rocket man thing and going back to that and the way he kind of handled that situation and fortunately de-escalated it all um you know i'm kind of less confident in biden getting it right but uh Hopefully he does, because as much as I don't like the man, I don't want him to lead us into any nuclear armed conflict. <laughs> Speak of, of Biden, that's who I'm going to start off with, because to me, like I, uh, a few people posted this clip. I didn't post it either, but uh, this was out of his whole uh, address to the uh, uh, Congress. You know what I mean? Uh, this was the most uh, detrimental line to me. Like it was crazy that a president would actually say this when he said we the people. Our Constitution opens with the words, as trite as it sounds, we the people. Well, it's time to remember that we the people are the government, you and I, not some force in a distant capital, not some powerful force that we have no control over. It's us. That was pretty crazy, man, because like that's not even what it is, because we are the people and they are the government. Yeah, I don't have anything lined up for for. Uh you know, addressing some of the stuff he said uh, in that address. But there was a lot of very uh, ink sock sort of language coming out, you know, Orwellian uh, kind of party talk. And it was pretty startling, you know, how how upfront they were about it. It's highly fascistic or authoritarian, to say the least. But just, you know, the mask is fully off uh, metaphorically, but not figuratively. Yeah, it's just that that whole unity garbage. But what really means is like groupthink, one mindset. I got a couple clips later to show about that. But another one thing that he addressed, like again, like I see this uh, that goes into this whole Biden thing is that I think they're really amping up on the domestic terrorist side of it. Like what we've been talking about and you're starting to see it. And here's some of the, the rhetoric that he says. The war in Afghanistan, as we remember the debates here were never meant to be multi-generational undertakings of nation building. We went to Afghanistan to get terrorists. The terrorists attacked us on 9-11. And we said we would follow Osama bin Laden to the gates of hell to do it. 
If you've been in the upper Konar Valley, you've kind of seen the gates of hell. And we delivered justice to bin Laden. We degraded the terrorist threat of al-Qaeda in Afghanistan. And after 20 years of value, valor, and sacrifice, it's time to bring those troops home. Look. Even as we do, we'll maintain over-the-horizon capacity to suppress future threats to the homeland. And make no mistake, in 20 years, terrorism has, terrorism has metastasized. The threat has evolved way beyond Afghanistan. Those of you in the intelligence committees, the foreign relations committee, defense committees, you know well, we have to remain vigilant against the threats to the United States wherever they come from. Al-Qaeda and ISIS are in Yemen, Syria, Somalia, other places in Africa, in the Middle East, and beyond. And we won't ignore what our intelligence agencies have determined to be the most lethal terrorist threat to the homeland today. White supremacy is terrorism. We're not going to ignore that either. My fellow Americans, look, we have to come together to heal the soul of this nation. I know that he rambled a lot in the beginning, but the reason I left the whole clip like that is so you could see how he was saying, like, yeah, like, we won that war, but now there's a new war, a new war. Now, not that the war on drugs is still kind of going on, the war on terror around the world is still going on, uh, the war on, uh, the biological war on, uh, you know, viruses is on. Now we have to look in within ourselves and see the real terror that is people that are going against the narrative. People that don't think like me and you. People that don't believe in all the, like, uh, pseudoscience uh, and all that crap. Like, you know, all the bullshit that they try to push on us. And it's gonna, they're slowly, slowly leaking that out to get that homegrown terrorist to stick. Oh, yeah. And they never really have any sort of evidence to, you know, back this stuff up. Like, it's always a... A new bogey, a boogeyman they're looking for to kind of uh, use to rally, you know, their fear propaganda around to divide and conquer and create all sorts of uh, authoritarian police state measures to go uh, be the solution to the problem they're they're basically creating themselves. Yeah, and these these uh, laws aren't going to say, hey, only that you're only a domestic terrorist if you're a white supremacist. They're going to find. Very broad language, like very easy terms to be, to make it anybody. Like, oh, you don't, we don't like what you're saying. You're a domestic terrorist. You know what I mean? It's going to be everybody. That's what people don't realize. Left, right, center, all of us. Once they start throwing those labels around, that's how they get people. And that's what they're trying to do. Then now they're like, oh, like, that's not, it's, yeah, there's still those threats. Be scared of them. But that's not the scariest one right now. And they're just, they have all the threats in their pocket that they throw out all the time. You know what I mean? How they try to scare us. And here's a like a little propaganda-ish of um, Amy from Democracy Now. They're talking about that FBI case with um, uh, where they were trying to get the governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmore. And it was really interesting how they're trying to tie this now to the whole domestic terrorist thing. And they even include a weapons of mass destruction Three men line. who are accused of plotting to kidnap Michigan's Democratic governor, Gretchen Whitmer, are now facing a new charge of conspiracy to use a weapon of mass destruction. Federal prosecutors allege the men, who are part of a far-right anti-government group, had plotted to blow up a bridge near Whitmer's vacation home. 
Meanwhile, a New York man has been convicted of threatening to murder members of Congress two days after the violent insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. Brendan Hunt faces up to 10 years in prison for his online threats against House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Senate Majority Leader Charles Schumer, and Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah, see, like, so they're hyping that up, and they're calling it weapons of mass destruction, like, terror, the same lingo that they use that will be triggering the people when they hear that. And what it's going to create is a lot of these, like, online snitch people, all these people turning on everybody, telling on everybody, everything they're doing. That's what I'm going to highlight a little bit, because there's this, like, little TikTok uh, chick. I, I think she kind of died out right now, but I don't go on TikTok, so I don't really know. But people were sending me some stuff, and I had seen some stuff going around. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, Savannah, Savannah Jane, uh, tumbling mall or something like that. And basically, what she does is like, first she was just like kind of going after like teenagers, like for uh, like social justice warriors, like calling them uh, rape apologists or stuff like that. And what she did was she would dox them, and she would contact all their family members. And, like, tell them, like, oh, your son is this or your nephew, blah, blah, blah. All the women. And tell them that he's, like, promoting rape or he whatever, right? For arguments they're having. So she's antagonizing these people to get a response. And because people are paying attention to it, she kind of uh, obviously gets a little bit uh, too aggressive with it. But here's some clips of it. I, I don't know if you heard of her. Have you heard of her at all? No, no I haven't yeah, heard of like, this story. Yeah, it's just pretty new to me. But so here's a clip of her where she's doxing this chick that's talking talking about getting some uh, vaccine cards. I work in a cards. pharmacy and grab blank ones for me and for my husband. Hey, girl, thank you so much for tagging me in your video as well as everybody else who's been tagging me. For context, Miss Hannah Brook 95 thought it would be a real cute idea to hop on social media and brag about stealing COVID-19 vaccination documentation forms from her job where she's a pharmacy technician in order to falsify being vaccinated for herself and her husband. She also thought she'd get away with this confession by deleting all the comments of this creator calling her out. She also then blocked this creator, deleted the video, and then turned her profile to private. Unfortunately for you, though, I got involved. And as a pharmacist, I most definitely have a duty to report it. Because I found you, Hannah. I found your pharmacy technician license number, and I am reporting you to the Illinois State Board of Pharmacy. And just a heads up, since you clearly don't know anything about pharmacy law and how to keep your license intact, they're going to launch an investigation which involves informing your employer. And when your employer finds out, because stealing and falsifying documents is a crime. Okay, right? So she, there's plenty of videos like that. Damn, Karen. <laughs> yeah, no, she's the worst. Like, really, like, she's just trying to ruin people's lives because she has no life, obviously. Um, there's also, like, another couple where she goes after this lady where she's wearing one of those masks that, like, you can't really, um, you can breathe through, like, but, like, if you look from a distance, you can't tell that it's real big holes and stuff. And then the right. girl put the, she, so she blasted it out there, found out that girl's information, contacted Southwest Airlines, and uh, sent them all the information and all the videos. So, like, this snitching is becoming crazy. But then, like, just doing some digging after I was hearing all this. And uh, shouts out to the uh, the Can't Suicide Assault. She gave me a bunch of good information on this. <laughs> she gave me a whole, like, thread where I got to, like, just pick it apart. So I got to see all those videos. And then I got to come over this gem. So somebody found out, like, oops, I guess she was doxing people, but not with public information. I guess she was actually using her pharmacist uh, uh, action, like being a pharmacist to get to people's information. So that is actually exactly what I'm saying. She did get people's information from their Walgreens accounts. 
And most of the information she pulled was actually public record, but she messed up in one major way. So she would release people's information that could mostly be found through public record. But with one woman who was a registered nurse that said she didn't want to take the vaccine, she used this address when she released her personal information. And the only way that she could have found that one address was through Walgreens because that's not her address. Not anymore anyway. Um, it hasn't been for a long time and the only thing that has that address registered to it is her Walgreens account. Now the only way she could have gotten that address was to go through that Walgreens account. So what she was doing was very, very illegal. And ever since she got caught, she's been silent on all social medias and turned all her comments off. She's running with her tail between her legs and I hope she gets jail time. So that was interesting. So I won't play a little bit of this. So let's see how much we could stand before I take it off. But this is like before she went dark. This is her last post where she plays victim. As I'm sure y'all are all aware, I've been getting repeatedly harassed by far right TikTok for days. These people have posted my address, made violent threats against me. It's made it to 4chan. There's been violent threats made against my daughter, my family. Because these people aren't getting the reaction that they wanted from me, they're now going after creators whom I'm friends with. And now these creators are very seriously concerned for their own safety. While I'm more than capable of dealing with these people, my friends aren't. And my friends are asking me to remove the videos that have caused all this fuss. And I can't. The sad music so funny. <laughs> yeah, I told you, man. Yeah, she's like, so basically she's saying like, yeah, I'm not scared of you, but because of my friends. No, it's because you fucked up. Like, you, you were, you... Violate like he, like Flo said, HIPAA violation, man. Right there, dead, dead in the water, man. She's done. Like you can't do that. And what's the point of that? It's because she probably got a few views and felt good and felt like she's fixing the world. Like you're not fixing anything. You're making more division. You know what I mean? That's all she's trying to do, and promoting this niche culture. Exactly. And I feel like it's kind of been a bit of social engineering on the powers that be. Um, on their part, uh, to kind of turn being an informant to the state into a virtue signal, you know, at this point. Um, and I, I'm curious to see, and hopefully we'll like hear about some follow-up in terms of legal repercussions for this w woman, because she did violate HIPAA uh, laws to, you know, use her access to medical information to allegedly, dox people because allegedly. she didn't. I don't know, because I'm going off a hearsay. Like, I don't want to say, allegedly, like, I don't know. I but mean, I mean, it's the facts kind of, are pretty I mean, she's, clear. She's going dark. I mean, maybe that's kind of an indication to me of guilt uh, rather than actually uh, denying the allegations, right? For sure. Like, and she won't address them, I'm sure. Like, but people like that is kind of getting scary around here. It's like these people are forming all around and where they need to censor people's speech, censor how people think. They, But yet they want to be... Uh, unity and and everything open but it you can't have both because when you're trying to like other people that are coming from other countries or people some of the communities you feel like you're lifting up you're actually trying to censor them so like it doesn't make any sense to me like how are you going to censor them at the same time and lift them up like that's just dumb it's counterintuitive for sure um i have an interesting story that kind of ties into uh this kind of you know uh, the the plebs being used against each other to serve the state. Um, Germany's de domestic intelligence agency has been roped into monitor top leaders who have uh, been organizing uh, anti-COVID or anti-lockdown and uh, 
anti-vaccine passport protests and kind of just labeling them as far right, uh, you know, extremists, ethno-nationalists, uh, anti-Semitic, all this stuff and without providing evidence, but br- bringing in like their actual intelligence agencies to uh, monitor groups within the country that are just protesting against lockdowns. Kind of like what they did here when they said the FBI and CIA said the most uh, the most serious threat we have in front of us is white supremacy. That's what they even said. They have it on record. And that's when you know that they're playing for the state. Yeah, that's a big part of their narrative they're pushing. Yeah, they're trying to get the state to be more aggressive on those grounds. And that's where people don't get it because they're not going to actually fight for any kind of equality. What they're going to do is now any, any opponent or... It's now a tool as a weapon that can be used against anybody, any type of organization that's going against what they right now. You might be on that side or you think you're on that side, but you'll start to see that it's going to change for everybody. If these things continue and people continue to push that narrative of, yeah, I'm doing the right thing by not letting someone have another opinion. Like, that's what's crazy to me. It's like people don't want anybody to have another opinion anymore, it seems like. It's just so aggressive. Like, you need to think like me. You need to think like this. And that's not how we grow, and that's not how we learn. So the people that are trying to grow are just constantly having conversations and constantly discussing and trying to fix things. And these other people are just either antagonizing or they're trying to uh, divide in other ways, like of of exposing supposedly people in a disguise of a fake uh virtue signal yeah it's wild um very 1984-esque uh getting people to kind of inform on each other you know to kind of help the state out and policing uh the people which is just crazy times we're living in you know it gets crazier and crazier each week it's uh intense just kind of keeping up with it but other than that, it was beautiful, man, because it was a beautiful day over here. We had a nice little barbecue, you know, like... I mean, life, like, off of the news cycle is not bad. Honestly, things have been great yeah, over here, sure. too. Like, uh, like, I went out last night, and all the bars were packed in my little town. Like, it was crazy. I hadn't, I've never even seen it like that before COVID. It was, it was something, well, like, kind of different. People are, you know, outside of the fear narrative. They're, they're over it, I think, at this point. Summer's going to be wide open. That's what I keep telling people. I've been saying it for the last few months. Summer is going to be wide open. People are going to be like, we're going to do it. There's going to be a few little, like, uh, probably arguments that might um, escalate further depending on the people and depending on probably the alcohol level. (laughs) But with people that are going to be like mass, no mass. But that just has to take care of itself. And people need to figure that out as a society. We can't have the government mandate certain things. We as a society have to figure this out. Like, that's why people have to have the individual, like the individual response of like, you can wear it. I don't want to wear it. Like, you, you can do this. I don't have to do this. And that's what really has to be or we're not in a free country or you're not even trying to establish a a free society at all you're trying to dictate what people should do and that's not a free society and if they're that afraid of covid and feel like they need to wear a mask you know as much as possible then what are they doing out and about like interacting with groups of people like shouldn't they be sheltering in place and social distancing and whatnot like it it just seems so it just doesn't make sense to me like the mental gymnastics it kind of takes to want to go out there and police other people like that but you know there's a lot of them out there unfortunately and uh uh, to change topics a little bit but i will say what's been heating up to me too is that uh the 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 audit man in arizona man it's been heating up man i people have been telling me and like you know me i'm just trying to stick my line but i mean 
I've seen a lot of people be right that that people were saying we're wrong. That's all I'm going to say about that because even the one that's been real quiet with that guy Garland, that lawyer Garland that's been pushing that Georgia case, that's been taking fire for a while. And what's happening in Arizona is crazy, man. Like it, it you got to acknowledge that people so far it hasn't shown anything, but it's pretty telling how many people are like coming out against this like if it's not a big deal why would you even mention it why would would it be in the news cycle so much like mad out like mad cow has done like i think like a segment every night about it and this is the only clip i got on it which uh i'm gonna show an old clip after so this is cindy mccain right because she's in arizona so they had they talked to her and she speaks about it like just basically elections over and then i'm gonna play an old john mccain clip after that so let me ask you Thank just you. about you. this bizarre episode going on in your home state six months after the election. Republicans <laughs> in Arizona doing something. It's just downright bizarre. They brought in a guy who's an election liar to lead an audit of ballots from Maricopa County, even though the election board there is led by Republicans. They're using ultraviolet light and other methods to examine ballots, looking for evidence of voter fraud. Obviously, the same lie that fueled the January 6th attack on the Capitol. What do you make of all this? Is the Arizona Republican Party undermining democracy? Oh, I, listen, the whole thing is ludicrous. Quite frankly, it's ludicrous. Um, and this also comes from a state party in Arizona that refused to be audited themselves on votes that were cast within their own party communications. So, uh, you know, it, it's it, the election is over. Biden won. Uh, I know many of them d don't like the outcome, but, you know, elections have consequences. And so I, I, you know, this does not surprise me. Uh, you know, the, things are just aloof and crazy out there right now with regards to the election. So that's her, right? Like, you you can hear that, right? I can hear thing? it. Yeah. Okay. Like, I don't know what happens if it, like, hopefully it will be able to upload. I'll be able to see when it uploads. If not. If you're we'll watching and you lose sound, I would say tap, like, tap out and tap back in because uh, it might reconnect. Uh, yeah, I think sometimes that might be the case, but not sure. But what she was saying about to me the hypocrite being a hypocrite because i dug up an old john mccain clip and i'm like she's saying undermining democracy and i'm like but he was a part of the biggest lie the weapons of mass destruction lie like so here's him in 2008 in july 25th 2008 on cnn with wolf blitzer he says that when it comes to judgment uh, back in 2002 and 2003, early 2003, before the war, he made the right call in opposing the war to begin with. And he says, you blundered. You made the wrong call in supporting going to war against Saddam Hussein. I'd be more than happy to go through all of that again, and historians will. The fact is that Saddam Hussein was bent on the development of weapons of mass destruction, and I'd be glad to discuss that. The fact is... What did we do at a critical time when we were about to lose the war? We were losing the war. Senator Obama wanted to get out. I wanted the surge, which was not popular. The surge works. And now what do we do in the future? Do we continue on the path to victory and we've succeeded? Or do we set a time <laughs> for no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's just ironic to me, like, when someone's pushing, and this is 2008, after we've been in Afghanistan, after the disaster was exposed, and you're still pushing that lie. And then we're supposed to listen to you, the the widow, like, because he passed away, and because he was in the military, that doesn't mean that he still made real bad decisions and a lot of bad choices in his life. That's the, 
it is what it is. The fact of the matter is, obviously, something's going on there because they keep talking about it and they're making smears. If you've seen how he said it, known liars and kind of like downplaying the process. Like, well, how else are you supposed to look at? Well, why wouldn't you use a black light or whatever the UV? Like, isn't that the point? Like, to see like it's called an investigation watermarks right? or yeah, <laughs> that's that's just dumb reporting. Like, just poor. Well, they're, they're trying to frame trying the narrative, to, you know, that yeah. it has no basis. But the thing is, uh, if you know our duly elected president, you know, in chief, uh, Supreme Leader Biden was uh, genuinely, you know, the most popular president to ever be elected, then why are they so? Uh, determined to kind of stop uh, any sort of investigation in their tracks, you know, at every point in turn. Um, They haven't actually gone along with any sort of investigations in any part of the election. They've, you know, put up legal roadblocks. Uh, They've they've had a lot of favorable calls their way in the courts uh, on technicalities, on various things. So... You know, for me, it's uh, I say investigate it all and let's fi- come to the truth. You know, if Biden did genuinely get that many votes, uh, good for him. And let's, you know, prove it. <laughs> and you think you just want to do that just to stop this whole divide? Like, just to be like, you know what? Let's make sure as thorough as possible to make this people trust the election, the the, the, the election system. If not, then it all folds. But. I think because there is bad, there is foul play and stuff will be caught because it's obvious how fast they're trying to move this radical agenda, like quicker than we thought, because especially when, you know, Biden's a, a moderate, right? They used him for a reason, right? Because nobody wanted Kamala. That's who they wanted because they could, she would do whatever they want. That's what kind of politician she's like a, whatever What's the game plan. Biden is, is now in his like, he's old in age. I think he's, if he was like, 15 years younger, I don't think he would be able to be as controlled as much because he has too much of an ego. And he would be like, nah, we're doing this, you know? I mean, look, at his, old, look at his old clips. Uh, he's very yeah. much a different character back, uh, you know, a decade or two ago even. Um, much more confident, I feel like, and kind of egotistical back then. Now he's kind of soft and uh, frail, to be fair. Like, honestly, it's, it's sad. Like, he couldn't even get his uh line right about the great you know build back better uh the great reset and whatnot uh, it was just laughable you know i don't i can't really take him very seriously and it just you know highlights the fact that he's a puppet and kamala is a very willing uh second in line puppet and just uh uh let's uh have a little fun here because here's another thing that biden said about um how we make vaccines now now we're on Mars discovering vaccines, gave us the internet, and so much more. <laughs> I said, now we're on Mars discovering vaccines and the internet, and so much more. <laughs> yeah, because we did that when we went to Mars in the 60s, right? <laughs> yeah, and I think what they're framing it as for him, because like, he is egotistical, like that he's going to be uh fdr you know what i mean he's gonna be the fdr and he's gonna get all these changes and everything to the left and he's gonna be a hero and folklore of the left you know what i mean i think that's what they're selling uncle him. joe and he's cool with that <laughs> yes uncle joe did it i remember uncle joe could also refer to joseph stalin so let's hope uh he's <laughs> much less competent in terms of uh some of those much more radical policies but uh I wouldn't put it past them in that regime, really. There's a lot of uh, push, like we are discussing earlier, where they're trying to basically 
completely intimidate and isolate any sort of opposition to their, you know, their supreme party. They're really trying to push towards yeah. a one-party system and kind of a CCP-style uh, ruling class, I feel like. And it's weird the information they're leaking out to us now because another clips I got because I just I had it set everything up. That's why it took a little bit longer because then I found these clips and I was like, oh, man, I got to I got to play these. It's like about these sonic wave weapons. Have you heard about this? I almost did uh, an article on that, actually, but okay. I had so much yeah, other stuff. Oh. I didn't highlight it, but that's interesting stuff going on with that. There's been some recent developments where uh, troops in Syria were were hit with it and they developed flu like symptoms. I don't know how that really ties to direct energy weapon it was uh you know russian military personnel that were carrying out these sort of assaults so that's crazy man you know the 21st century's got all sorts of surprises for us but direct energy weapons have been on the scene for a while now but just to see them in open use uh it's kind of no, crazy but now they're talking about an attack in the capital oh yeah that's talking right about yeah so here's the little clip about it and in Washington, a federal investigation is underway, looking into what could be mysterious sonic attacks on U.S. soil. One of them happened near the White House, where a National Security Council official was sickened. Similar incidents happened in 2016 at the U.S. Embassy in Havana, Cuba, where authorities believe diplomats were being hit with directed radio frequencies. Then here's the second clip, clip two. We want to turn now to a mystery right here in the nation's capital. Law enforcement agencies are investigating two possible sonic attacks on government officials, leading to vertigo, pounding headaches, and nausea. The CIA is now working to find out if possible attacks are being carried out by foreigners on U.S. soil. Here's CBS's Jeff Pegues. One of the alleged energy attacks occurred on the south side of the White House last November, sickening a White House aide. That followed a similar incident in 2019 in a Virginia suburb, reportedly injuring an administration aide walking her dog. Their conditions are not known, but the White House confirms that President Biden has been briefed on one of the incidents and senators are demanding answers. There are personnel who have been harmed who need to, we need to make sure get the care and benefits they need. So, like, it goes further in that report, but with that, uh, with more reports about they had a, I think it was on 60 Minutes about uh, direct energy weapons. Uh, they were talking about what you were saying about in Syria where they uh, blamed the Russians. They kind of blamed the Russians a little bit. But it's just telling that, th- it's telling that they're talking about that now. And it's telling that they're also leaking so much UFO information, like Flo was saying. Like, I think there is, like, kind of this combination of, like, let's have all the cards on the table. Let's get them as scared of everything as possible because then we can get as much control as possible. Because people will willingly bow down if they think there's a threat that they're unable to manage. And the government's like, well, we got it. And I think that's what they're doing. They're setting themselves up for easy, manageable uh, threat assessments where they can just take stuff down that can look scarier than it really is because they can build it up with the media, make it look very scary, and then take them down like they do with the drugs. Like they don't, re- they've never stopped. In- like there's so much drugs that come through these borders, but they take the pictures. Freaking from- the CIA is usually trafficking it through. They've brought in every single drug to America. Yeah, they've had their hands in all of them. It's wild. Um, I, I just, um, I don't know. It's 
it's during the it's pot a, to try to scare people it's trying to like yeah it's another form of like, you never know man like i think that's what I, that's like my point of it is like i see that they're just ramping up different kinds of fear and especially because they don't got uh trump anymore they have nothing else to say and they're trying to hold on to that that's why they try anything and everything their ratings yeah. are shit right now and they're not doing well and that's why they're holding on to the little audit which they know is obviously not in their favor or there's something there there's obviously something there why would it go through all these processes and it's already may and we're still talking about it like if it was so secure and like it, it no judge would just be like oh yeah if you just want to it's not it doesn't work like that there's something was brought forward that made it able to be this investigation and then a little bit into that uh mike lindell man on jimmy kimball i didn't clip that but shots out to mike lindell man that guy went into an ambush and he took it like a man he he took like the jokes let let it slide off his shoulders and he stuck to his message and it's like he hit back a little bit too yeah. from what i saw yeah he hit back too but like not aggressively like i thought he did it friendly i thought he tried to do it respectfully everything that he did he had some uh um he just was speaking what he What's the truth? It's like hard for me not to believe the guy. I don't know him, so I can't 100% believe him. But why would he lie like that on national TV and say, I have this evidence? Either someone's using him or he really has the evidence. You know what I'm saying? Like either someone's tricking him, you know what I mean? As far as like uh, uh, an agent as trying to make some kind of shift or he really has the evidence. It, there's no other explanation for me because nobody, he looked sane, he was calm. Uh, he was getting made fun of, and he knew they were going to call him a kook and, and call him all oh, these crazy conspiracy theorists. And he's like, I have the evidence. And how he explained it, you can tell that he was sincere. So I'm like, well, he has something. Yeah. And I find it pretty telling, you know, when they kind of go after him, kind of questioning his mental state when they bring up his past drug usage. But here we have uh, Hunter Biden, you know, teaching uh, lectures to university students on uh, how to identify fake news which is just full-on uh, Clown World Season 21. Man, yeah, that was just crazy to even see that, like, that they would think that's okay to, like, sneak into the news. And, <laughs> and like, it's at the, the the number one party school in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder Tulane, why right? he went there, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and, the, and then we... I mean, I guess he knows fake news, though. I mean, he was a part of it. <laughs> he knows how to. He knows the spin. He knows how to spin because that's they're running spin all day, and he's around all these publicists and people and managers. And, hey, you gotta look like this. You gotta do this. Hey, you said this, but now we're gonna switch it like this. Let's like. There's constantly people trying to reconstruct what they say. I don't understand why these people that are in the spotlight um, forget that they're in the spotlight, I guess, because maybe they're there too long and they get comfortable. But like, I'm always like, man, don't you remember? Like you, there's a camera in your face all the time. And especially with cell phones now, there's always yeah. going to be cameras. So Most definitely anything we say will be used against us. So just say it and, uh, own it instead of like these backtracks of like, that's what's the problem is they double down and that's what government officials do. And then we get trapped. I also have those two clips uh, from uh, Byron Donald. I clipped it into two. It's like uh, two minutes and one, like a minute 30. So I'll play the first half. I don't know if you wanted to break it down, uh, um, open it up. I'll play it. And I mean, the clip kind of speaks for itself. It's in response to like a lot of the Twitter mob going after Tim Scott when he uh, issued his uh, rebuttal to the State of the Union address, I believe. And it was pre recorded before the 
union address was given and he kind of highlighted a few things uh personal things about uh how he's get gets attacked for being a black conservative and it's uh pretty telling when you see the the follow-up uh, from the twitterati going after him yeah it was pretty it they did light it on fire and like i thought what tim scott said like people are allowed to have their own beliefs and like just being attacked in the, the way they were, especially with a lot of them like white liberals. They you had know her what I mean? own issues wearing blackface. I know that the view's giving her a pass, but I'm not. You know what? I'm sick and tired of this conversation because it's ridiculous. You have people like her, like a lot of these white liberals who love to demean a black conservative because we don't go along with their ideology. And that is the problem we're having. You know, the left likes to talk about being tolerant. Well, show it now. Be tolerant. Actually listen to the words of Senator Tim Scott, which were actually quite profound. Instead of just running back to your corner and digging out a Mein Kampf or, or, the, or the Communist Manifesto to figure out what your next talking point is going to be. They constantly are doing this. It's disgusting. It's outrageous. I'm not listening to, to, to Joy Behar or any other media pundit because media pundits have proven they don't even tell the truth anyway. All right, I'm, I'm wondering why you're sugarcoating it and not telling us what you really think, your congressman, today. Uh, talking about intolerance on the left, Tariq Nasheed, who is a film producer and social media commentator, uh, we, who was one of the people who helped propel this idea of Uncle Tim into the trending section of Twitter, uh, said of Tim Scott, quote, when Uncle Tim Scott says America is not a racist country, he is fully aware he is speaking in bad faith. The purpose is to protect white supremacists. So Tim Scott did say in his response that America is not a racist country. But listen to what Vice President Kamala Harris said the very next day. I don't think America is a racist country. And for a little tiny bit of criticism from the same corner that, that tore a strip off Tim Scott, but no one accused her of protecting white supremacists. There is clearly a double standard at work here. Of course they're not going to attack Kamala Harris because she is a liberal and she supports their ideology. This Twitter uh, pundit or whatever the heck that person is, nobody even cares what his name is. I don't care. Never met that person. I will guarantee you this. He wouldn't say that to me directly in my face because he's a Twitter coward. And we have too many people like this in America today. They would love to go to social media and pontificate, but they don't want to get into the arena and actually debate these ideas. You know, the left always talks about they want to have a conversation on race. Well, let's have it. Let's actually do it mano a mano, man to man. Sit down at the table and go through idea after idea. They would rather take, they would try to take apart black conservatives because we're not following the script. We don't fit the narrative and we have a different viewpoint for America. And John, listen, the reason I'm so upset about this is because we have to be calm. We have to actually explain these things to the American people, not demonize people because of the, the political views that they have. Yeah, he's and, and he's absolutely right because they're just having a different uh, ideology and they're being attacked for it. And you see the the comparison of uh, Tim Scott and Kamala Harris. The backlash was completely different. Yep. And another one that gets hit a lot is Candace Owens. And just the use, I don't even like saying it, but the word Uncle Tom is highly racist in itself. Like, And the fact that, you know, these people are using it, saying they're the anti-racists uh, is laughable. Like, they're just racist with a guilty conscience. I have different feelings about Candace. I feel like Candace is a professional antagonist. And I'm not she's a big always, fan either, but she I, I I think she's like trying to like take a hold of the movement, but I don't think she was the best for the movement. I like Tim Scott. I think Tim Scott tries the best to to be as neutral as possible to bring his life experiences, but also to try to see as much of everything that he knows that there's a bunch of different ideologies in 
this uh, country. So it's not just left, right? It's so many different aspects of how people have lived and their life experience. And you want people like that, but it's just tough because you know the system's going to eat those kind of people up and just spit them out. Yeah, it's wild how we live in a society where it's like normalized to, you know, stigmatize people for their political beliefs based off the color of their skin, which is just sad. Which is crazy, like, and, and it's such a uh, oxymoron, you know what I mean? It's like, it can't be, like, it's two negatives, like, it doesn't make sense, like, you're fighting against that, but then you're also promoting it. It doesn't make sense. It, it To me, it really tarnishes the message that they're trying to come out there with, because unity doesn't happen like that they're giving an olive branch and trying to like to me tim scott's trying to give an olive branch trying to connect everybody and they're just determined to keep this divide going like they like it it's uh easier to get things done because the focus is away from them most definitely it's kind of like how they use the identitarian politics to break up the uh occupy wall street movement and i have an interesting article here from zero hedge um Richest Americans add $195 billion to net worth during Biden's first 100 days. As the Biden administration and congressional Democrats continue to spend money like pretty woman with Richard Gere's uh, credit card, the top benefi- beneficiaries of this froth-inducing froth inducing stimulus have been America's wealthiest 100 individuals who tacked on a combined $195 billion to their fortunes during Biden's first 100 days in office. And it's it's uh, just kind of showing how much of uh, wealth extraction and uh, exploitation of kind of the the situation at hand to keep the wealthy rich and to prevent any sort of social mobility. I think it ties into the capital gains tax uh, they're proposing as well, because that's not really going to affect the billionaires as much. They can cover that. Uh, it's going to affect people who have a successful small business and start making over a certain amount of money, they're going to have to pay this ridiculous level of tax just for being successful. Yeah, because the myth is like that all these billionaires are going to finally pay their uh, fair share and that it's going to create so much more prosperity for the, the rest of the country. But it never works like that because once you tax, even when you do tax those billionaires, they're going to pass it on to the consumer because, like you said, they, they're able to eat some of that. Now, a smaller business is not going to, and you're talking about like maybe a $500,000 company, a million, you know what I mean? Like different, yep. like where, where, where whatever the money mark is going to be at. And once they hit that money mark, they're going to be screwed and it's going to be hard for them to expand. And then with all these talks about net neutrality in there, they're trying to also kill the small business that are uh, working at home, that are trying to start something from home or make your own social network. It's really trying to centralize everything to me. Like, I think that's the goal because it's easier to manage. Yeah, most definitely. They want people in uh, these very tight-knit kind of uh, monopolies or oligopolies, really. Um, just in like the corporate sphere of influence, they don't. They want to control every facet of the economy and every facet of your life. As you know, they're kind of showing with the their slow roll of this whole great reset nonsense. Yeah, for sure. And like uh, we were saying, like. How things are transitioning from now, you could see little by little from COVID to climate change. There's a lot more talk about climate change again. It's ramping back up where they're talking about 
our carbon and what's too much and not just about the cows but everything here's a clip i got about climate change in your pets that dogs are a big reason that people need to consider not having a pet that having a pet is detrimental to the climate now over the past year pet sales have soared it's thought the uk dog population alone has gone up by at least 10 percent during lockdown now to- now totaling more than 11 million And while most people have used the extra time at home to bond with their new pets, many environmentalists are calling for people to stop having pets altogether because that would save the planet. Going to debate that in just a moment. Kira Durkin has the details. We're a nation of pet lovers. More than half of us have one. But did you know our furry friends are contributing to climate change? Some researchers have found the eco-paw print of a dog is twice that of a typical SUV driven for 6,000 miles a year. The food for one pet pooch emits nearly twice as much carbon the average UK household uses in a year for electricity. And according to research by the Victoria University in Wellington, a cat's eco-footprint is roughly the same as a small car. Cat litter is also full of mineral-based products which are harmful to the environment. And the growing demand for plastic toys also contributes to environmental damage. But it's not just our pets. A single cow produces up to 120 kilograms of methane per year. And there's around one and a half billion cattle worldwide. And it's this methane that's more damaging to our climate than the carbon dioxide produced by cars. So is it time that we give up our pets in order to save our planet? Do they want to get it? Not a chance, pal. I love my dogs. I'm never going to give them up for for global warming. They they don't realize what they're doing here. They're totally step like they're totally just shooting themselves in the foot to push this uh, global warming narrative where it's gonna people are gonna have to make a decision there, and they're gonna pick their dogs over the planet any day of the week uh, because. Honestly, there are so many other bigger things that actually have environmental impacts. Um, the biggest one that comes to mind is those very big uh, shipping container ships, like the one that blocked the Suez Canal. You should look at uh, if, you know, just to someone who's listening or anyone that's listening, um, look at the the carbon footprint of one of those container ships. And that will tell you a lot about how damaging the global... Oh, the globalization and the you know worldwide trade network that we have is uh, to the actual environment itself, rather than your dog. Yeah, for real. But then they're gonna say, <laughs> "The science is in." Science. science, man. You don't get it. <laughs> trust the science. Trust it. You have to trust it. You can't question it ever. <laughs> they want to separate people already. Um, and have all they they want to take you away from your pet. They want to split you up and like have us quarantine in our little surrogate. Like you know what I mean, where we only have online connections. It really seems like that's the box they're trying to put us in. And and all the books, Brave New World, and all those dystopian um, futures are looking closer and closer. But I don't think I think the pets one is gonna really bite them in the ass because people that love their dogs. Man, I think that's a, 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 a line they shouldn't cross because people love their animals, man. There's some people that don't have kids and that all they have is dogs. You think they're going to give those up? And then they're going to really start looking into what you're saying. It's going to really create a further divide. I think they think that we're stupider than we are, and they think that we're just going to hear these stories. And I think they're also hoping that they can influence the youth, and then hopefully the the people like that are older can kind of like just – 
kind of slowly die off and they can have the youth molded into the vision that they see of the world going in. Most definitely. And I, I you know, I kind of think if the theory of uh, COVID being a bioweapon uh, has credence, which I do, um, you know, it's uh, an effort to target the elderly and kind of um, call them in a way, which is disturbing as all hell. But, you know, this is what happens when you're dealing with the, uh, you know, trillionaire, billionaire, uh, eugenicists. Um, yeah, the, the it's funny you said that because I was going to clip that uh, before you get onto something else. Uh, I was going to clip that, but I forgot to clip that Joe Rogan because Joe Rogan had an interesting not about the vaccines. But did you hear about um, where he had that report, the ex uh, CNN, Washington Post guy, I think. And he was talking about Fauci and the gain of function and how like in the bioweapon and kind of talking more about that and how more prevalent that is than people are leading on and that it's kind of being swept under the rug. It was very interesting. It kind of got eclipsed because they uh, broadcasted that like whole vaccine, like, Oh, he's telling 21 year olds not to get vaccine. But the next day they released, I'm going to post it. I didn't get to clip it, but uh, this dude, Greg Reese, I sometimes post his videos. He's on like band video too. You should follow me. He's got some good, interesting stuff. He did the one on the uh, Freudian and Netflix. That was pretty good. Um, yeah, he clipped it, but, uh, I didn't get to put it on here, but it's pretty interesting. He talks about the gain of function and, uh, how Fauci was pushing for it after 2015 when they had, a, I think they may, uh, had written into law about it not being, cause it's dangerous. A lot of people were scared of it because what they're trying to do is they're trying to break down a virus and see if it could be contagious. And then once it's contagious, they're trying to find something that could contain it. So you're kind of just playing with nature and you shouldn't do that. Most definitely. Um, I think that's a big part of the reason why they outsourced it to China, where they kind of get away with sort of uh, experimental programs like that. But uh, one startling news story that came across uh, my awareness this week was uh, much closer to home than the gain-of-function studies in Wuhan. So thousands of genetically modified mosquitoes were released in the Florida Keys with more to come. Florida starts a controversial project this week, releasing thousands of genetically modified mosquitoes to combat a disease-spreading species of the insect. The Environmental Protection Agency approved the project for experimental use in May 2020 to determine whether genetically modified mosquitoes are a viable pest control alternative to insecticide and spraying. The female mosquitoes are believed to be the primary carriers of uh, various infectious diseases, including dengue fever and Zika. The genetically modified non-biting male mosquitoes will mate with the female mosquitoes in hopes that their offspring will not survive. You know, just more of these uh, very well-funded, basically mad scientists trying to play God. And I think it's going to, in a lot of ways, come back to bite us. We saw it with the gain of function studies, whether it was deliberately released or accidentally. And I see nothing but potential disasters coming from this experiment. Yeah. It's even similar. They're still talking. They talked about it again, but that whole where they wanted to block the sun out with that dust and uh, not even considering what that would happen when it comes back down. Like they, they had no consideration of what that could do or possibly, uh, affect or destroy our our ecosystem they didn't care about that but then they were led to believe that they're supposed to be caring about our health and it just doesn't make sense it's these crazy ideas where they 
are allowed to do whatever they want because they have a lot of power and they're influential figures that uh, just move around from all these places, from country to country, and they do what they will, like the Soroses, the Gates, and it's even deeper than that. Those are the names that we know, like the 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 Hollywood names. Those are the high-profiled people that they put in front of our place because the whole thing that they were talking mad shit on Joe Rogan, whether you like him or not, his is a podcast where he's just having discussions and he's not saying like oh this is for certain or not but these other people are and they have no right to like even say anything about that situation but i think they just brought it up to cover up the fact that he was highlighting the gain of function and i think fauci uh he may die out but i don't know he has a big a very strong fan club it seems like nothing that uh is thrown at him sticks it seems like people he's like bulletproof yeah, he's uh, basically the patron saint of the science religion, and the media gives him a free pass on everything. You know, it's only when he goes on to like smaller, more independent, uh, you know, little podcast stuff in here that, that we've highlighted here, uh, where he gets asked real questions and it kind of highlights uh, maybe ineptitude or ignorance on his part. But you know, for me, it's like we 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 can't listen to Joe Rogan on his opinion on. You know, vaccine scheduling or gain of function studies, but we can we you know have to take Bill Gates's word as gospel. It's it's yeah, mind boggling that double standard of well, we this talking head is okay, but this talking head is not okay, and they don't want these discussions. It, to me, it's just a sign of them trying to show uh, that they could shut out a discussion and they could change it. They could make them not talk like that, and I think people take that as an example. For the most part, because people are still going to live their lives. People are still not, people aren't living like, oh man, what do they say? We got to do what? There are people that are doing that, but there's also a lot of people that don't give a shit that have already lived their life the way they've been living it. And they feel like they're not harming themselves or anybody else. So they're just going to continue to do so. And that's what they want. They don't want, I mean, they want to push that. They're tired of that. They want it to be like, do what we say or get out kind of, that's how I feel. That's what it seems like it's coming to. It sounds like it's coming to a boiling point with uh, domestic terrorists and all the bullshit they try to throw at us. Because like you said, a lot of people are tired of the COVID shit. I'm going to do tomorrow a live with uh, this girl, Carrie from, I think it's KTM health something. Uh, I'll throw it the the link out. I think it's KTMB, right? Or something like that. Yeah something like that yeah and uh we're gonna do uh a little you know i got a bunch of clips for covid a lot of good ones because with the whole shedding of the vaccine and the uh people like girls missing their their cycles are being weird and having abnormal cycles and it's not just a, co a handful of people it's thousands and thousands so and the uh uh what's it called the va what is it the ver the that, that vaccine v-a-e-r-s uh, -E yeah there you go um that had it spiked like what did they say like 30 or 40 it went from 32,000 to 100 something thousand yeah i've been hearing uh, that complaints. since the vaccine rollout they've been getting a uh, a month's amount of reports uh which would normally tally to uh you know a normal year uh one whole year's amount of reports so you know yeah, statistically speaking, uh, the risks are still pretty low. I guess you know that's the arg you know, playing devil's advocate. That's the argument is a uh, you know it's one in uh, five million or one in a million chance of you getting hurt. But I mean, who's to say it's it's actually that ratio when there's actually no studies in terms of long term effects and everything to back that up? And 
clearly they did not do any sort of studies beforehand on the youth, on use on infants and the elderly. Um, I have an interesting article here, uh, just going over it quickly, from the Evening Star in the UK. More than 500 people admitted to hospital with uh, coronavirus after getting vaccinated. Researchers at Liverpool University said the patients had all received one dose of the vaccine at least three weeks before they were admitted. Uh, they said the patients were largely frail and elderly, while the number of people who were hospitalized represented only a, around 1% of the 52,000 people involved in the research. And, I mean, yeah, the odds seem kind of low. Uh, they always try and paint that picture when it's, a uh, you know, they're trying to paint the narrative their way. But there's a lot of questions around the efficacy of the vaccine and how well it can prevent people who have been inoculated of picking up the, you know, the coof, which is things we've been talking about for months now. Well, there's a lot of this now going on about the shedding of the proteins because they're synthetic proteins. I've been still trying to figure out like the exact science of how they've made these synthetic proteins. It's been a little bit harder to find that, but they're shedding them because obviously you're going to shed those proteins because you're going to sneeze, you're going to cough, you're going to talk. Some saliva is going to get out of your mouth or mucus is going to get out of your, your system somehow. And then people are having side effects. Like, what is it? We don't know. Like, But it's pretty telling when a lot of people are coming with the same situations. So it's something's going on that they're not really speaking too much about. They're looking into it a little bit now. I heard the um, they made an announcement to look into the whole... Uh, women having problems with cycles like there's a lot of like messed up stuff that's happening to people that's not normal and uh i think that time will tell because it is a no long-term study they um all, all the long-term studies on the animals showed that when they were back into the uh what they call the natural virus or the wild virus that they got away worse and it was harder to fight off because the proteins don't work the the same way like you don't know how it's going to work because everybody's different like i'm not saying obviously i'm not a scientist or a doctor that knows enough to tell you the details but i could just say is i can't figure it out like how they make these synthetic proteins so that's where i get as i'm like it's a synthetic protein you can't until they can tell me how it works exactly not just oh it, it emulates what do you mean it emulates well how what technology are you using to get it to do that like it has to be some for if it's synthetic like you can't just throw a protein in there and it's going to know what to do like how is it going to know when to emulate the 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 covid um virus and then how am I to know that it might emulate something a little bit different on accident because it's new. It's something different that's never been inside my body. So, like, the whole argument's crazy to me that people are expecting us to literally just go, yeah, for sure, inject, inject me. Like, that's the part that's really disturbing to me is that people don't see that, like, man, what's wrong with stopping and thinking before I put something into, into my body that I don't know what could happen two years from now, three years from now, or whatever. And they're like, oh, you'll be all right. Oh, now I'll be all right. Like, it's just weird. But you want to dictate if I should smoke menthols or not, or <laughs> smoke, uh, you know what I mean? Swishers. Or smoke um, swishers. But the vaccine's okay. They, like, they dictate what they want. And I think that's also a play to kind of be like, oh, to show more that the FDA is different. They're, they're stronger now. You know, they're against these things that hurt people. I think that's just a... A virtue signal to get people to try to jump on the jab most definitely um it's kind of phony 
you know, they never really promote actual, uh, you know, immune building stuff like actual natural vitamins and exercising. And um, they never really talk about natural herd immunity, which I think's already been in play for a while, which uh, you kind of see the numbers dropping down quicker than uh, the vaccine rollout. Um, but at the same time, it's, uh, you know, they're not going to release their power. They're going to use every bit of data they can to manipulate the narrative and use it to elicit more fear and control out of the populace. Oh, yeah. But like I said, th that's their blueprint, but it, it always backfires and people are already sick of it. People are done. They're not going to they're going to live their lives because you got them in a moment where people were just kind of a little bit in fear and they weren't knowing what to do. You're going to have the people that are going to stick to their guns. But a lot of people are coming around like on all sides like, man, we can't keep doing this. Like even I think the de, de Blasio, he said he's opening everything full up. He's going against like everything. So I think we're going to start seeing that the. A few of them are, like, holding on. Like, I think Whitmer over here, she's just trying to keep doubling down because she's had a few little incidents, but she's been able to hide behind that FBI report, uh, you know, with those uh, alleged terrorists, and uh, uh, which I think is an informant. She's in danger. <laughs> <laughs> and she's been able to virtue signal very well, and she knows when to step out of the spotlight to um, get her name out of the news cycle, and she's been very good at that. And if you keep your name out of the news cycle, usually you could get reelected because you can build your uh, your ground. But I think one of her, um, I don't know if he was city council or something, a uh, young 21-year-old dude, he was, like, drunk, got pulled over, at a, uh, talking about Whitmore is going to help him or something. There's a, like, jewel something. Oh, I did yeah, see that. Like, uh, state representative, uh, he gets pulled that's over. That's right, uh, representative, yeah. Um, he gets pulled over and he says, oh, you know, to the officers who are, you know, they sobriety test him and they're trying to detain him because they determined that he was uh, impaired behind the wheel. And he says, oh, you don't know. Uh, I know the people that can get you fired and stuff. And, you know, I'm tied to Gretchen Whitmer and stuff like that. Trying to flex uh, his his status as a you know political elite. But. When you're drunk behind the wheel, that's uh, pretty pretty hard to uh, get away with. You have to be a little higher tier than a state senator, well, especially I think. if you're driving on the wrong side of the road. Like I guess yeah. he was driving on the wrong side of the road, so that like doesn't help your case whatsoever. Like at least if you oh. got pulled over and you had a few drinks, you might be able to uh, flash that talk like, your way yeah, out of it a little bit. But not when you're driving on the opposite side of the road when multiple calls like. And I think that she's like, those things are good for her, though, because then it's still kind of like, uh, it keeps her name in, but it's not really her. Like, oh, well, she's good. The only, nothing's really blown back at her too hard. Like, of course, like the rights gone at her and other people that are against the lockdowns. But it just seems like it doesn't affect her. Like, when I see people, she seems to have still a strong support in this state from what I've seen. I know there's people that don't like her, but they just go back because they're like, oh, you know, she's trying her best. Like, that's what they say about her all the time. They're like, well, gee, nobody knew. Nobody knew. Like, I'm like, okay, man. But she knows now, and there's numbers to prove it, that the lockdowns and the masking have hurt people, and she refuses to look at those statistics. She refuses to release the nursing home statistics and the numbers of the deaths. And, I mean, that just, to me, tells that she knows that she fucked up, and it's all a tangle of lies that people are just kind of just either run from or they're going to just uh, keep lying and doubling down. Do you think she gets an easier time because she's a, a female politician? I think because she, where she's at, I think that 
Michigan's not a focal point of the country. You know what I mean? It's not California. It's not New York. So I think she's able to get away with stuff because not everybody's focusing on the Midwest. It's kind of more like a Midwest problem. People are like, ah, they can handle it. Like, you know what I mean? It's California. Something happens in California, New York, or Washington. We're like, man, that's news. Or like even certain parts of Florida, maybe Texas and like Atlanta, I'd say like, yeah, Detroit's a huge city. Like, it, it was one of the major cities, but I think it's forgotten a lot. Like, they kind of leave it out. Even Chicago kind of eclipses it, so that's more news for people. It's more active, hustle and bustle out there. Like, a lot of stuff's moving. In Michigan, it's more, like, slow, and the city parts have kind of been gutted from years of neglect and poor uh, uh, government. <laughs> the whole Rust Belt dynamic comes through comes to mind. yeah. And, and, I mean, they still haven't done nothing about the Flint water. They're still, Detroit's still dilapidated. You know what I mean? So I don't understand how these politicians still get to, they just get to go, well, the last guy didn't do it either, or the last guy did this worse. I'm like, but what are you going to do to improve it? But people fall for the the little virtue signals and how she, they, they got her calling her big wretch. So people feel like, you know, she's part of the people, but she's not. But uh, she's giving off that, um virtue signal of i'm with you but she does differently and when it comes to policy because she's hurt a lot of people with these lockdowns and it's done more damage than help and people been asking for them to open up people have been pushing for it but little there's little stuff open and some people have just done whatever but i think that in the summer because we're now starting to get into the warmer days and i think that's going to change everything because people are going to need to make that money they're not going to go another summer because they won't be able to be around. <laughs> exactly. Um, if any of the businesses that managed to make it through the hellscape of, uh, you know, the local economy with lockdowns and everything uh, of the last year, calendar year or so, they're definitely not going to go for that shit again. Like, <laughs> they're going to need to make as much money as they can to kind of recover and bounce back to hopefully break even off of a, a what was a nightmarish year. And I'd say go for it and go support your lo local and small business. Uh, I try to as much as possible, you know, avoid the, the big chains and the big box stores. Go to a small restaurant, go to a smaller uh, mom and pop shop, uh, spend your money locally, spend cash. Um, this is how we kind of fight back and resist against the corporate overreach. Yeah. Yeah, and, and support the ones that are, like, saying, hey, no mask, you could come in. Like, like those kind of stores, find – we need somebody. I don't know if it's – maybe there is a list already. If anybody does know, send it to me. We should have lists of every state where we can – where we're not going to get hassled if we go into that store or go into that restaurant, that bar. Uh, that would be really good information to to know, like, oh, I don't got to worry about a mask. Because then we won't go to those other establishments, and we can only focus on the ones that are not – restricting our freedoms instead of saying well i gotta go there but like i really don't know i found a couple places i have a couple places around me like my liquor store my gas station that i go to that i know i could just walk in i don't really worry about it i mean people walk in with masks but like i just i don't even care like they don't say anything to me i don't say nothing to them i just uh, <laughs> yeah at this point <laughs> people are it. just kind of minding their own business as they kind of should uh it's, it's all up to the individual sovereignty and uh People have the right to choose. You know, if you're afraid of COVID, stay home, get DoorDash, get your 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 Amazon delivery food to to your house directly, um, and good luck. But if you're not afraid, you shouldn't be, uh, you know, criminalized for just trying to live your life. And, and we need to stop uh, 
falling victim to uh, finding what either the left or or these uh, people that are pushing the COVID narrative. They're just loud and they just want to scare us that we can't do anything, that we can't do this or we're bad people. Do what's best for you. That's the only thing you can do is what's my situation? Do do I need to pay my rent? Do I need to get my food uh, uh, on the table for my family? Because you're affecting so many people. And I think, like I said, that it's not going to happen. I, I don't see it. Like, I, I can't see it because more and more, there there was a concert in Miami, like, with tons of people to see fucking 6 9 that that dude. I heard about that. Uh, there's... There's been big shows everywhere all around the country with like there's huge clubs that are having underground clubs with no masks, no nothing like it's not just and these people that are going to these places are some probably on online or they don't say anything. They don't say anything one or the way out of the other. You know, they'll go into the grocery store with a mask, but they'll be like, oh, there's a club. We don't got to wear a mask. All right, let's go. to, And they're packed shoulder to shoulder. Like, you know what I mean? You're talking about five, six, a thousand people in a small room, uh, watching, uh, like, you know, cause people need to do shit. So people are going to concerts and clubs, but smaller ones. And then it, unless they go to Texas and people are traveling all over. So I don't see the point of any of this because people are, if, if your concept would work at all, then literally what you would have to do is pe what they think would work. You would literally have to have people in their house for two weeks or, or a month, right? That's, you can't have people traveling. Like you can't have these loose, like it's like either, Either go full dictatorship or get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Cause so we can know what you're playing. We're we're tired of this game, you pussyfooting, trying to like put the boot on her neck. We're like, go do it so I can show people that. See, he told you, and yeah. then we can get rid of this bullshit and, and realign. But this constant, like, oh, maybe we will, maybe we won't. So like, people don't really know what to do. They're like, ah, I think they're gonna, and now they're just like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I see it so many places. All the construction dudes, all the people that like do manual hard labor uh, a lot of blue bags, collar jobs but... people are just not wearing masks and i'm all for it because i'm one of them and you know it's fucking it's it's hard work to actually work physical labor with a mask on like it, it obstructs your breathing in a big way so of course people are gonna lose it like uh lose the mask it's beyond question you know if you're that afraid don't go outside yeah, like trying to load a truck, bro, trying to load a truck, when, especially the hotter it gets, going inside those back of those trucks, it's already hot. And then you're going to add another layer on, nah, man, that's not going to work. And it didn't work last summer, and it was pretty popping last summer, and I think it's going to be even more action-packed because people need to get out. People need to see people. People need to do things, uh, get their life. They can't be, maybe they're in a rut or you just get more energetic when you're traveling and seeing new places and making memories whether it be a comedy show a concert a little club a hole in the wall spot whatever it is for you people need that they need those outlets they can't constantly be stuck in their homes it's not gonna happen no not at all and i for one i think um i personally am gonna do a little traveling this summer and i you know i want to get it in before uh, any sort of vaccine passport actually gets off the ground if they try and actually do it because they're gonna notice if we if we actually resist it they're gonna notice the you know the the in difference in income that they make before and after they initiate that vaccine passport so if we actually make our presence felt go travel right now or as soon as you can before the vaccine passport they're gonna see that income and then if they issue the vaccine passport if people don't comply with it don't go along with it don't travel they're gonna see a big drop in income that's gonna make them Think real uh, 
real carefully about their next next decision in the future. Yeah, well, hopefully. I, I think that like we do have to show our money, our, our spending power in general. That is a good uh, principle to practice. Like you said, like if someone's forcing things that you think is unconstitutional or against freedom and liberty, then don't shop at those stores. And we need to start promoting more. I've seen a little bit, like I said, uh, it's been easier. It's not the same as last year at this time. It was a little bit more hectic around then. Now it's a lot more calmer. Yeah, you can't go as many places, but people are just like, hey, man, you do you, I do me. And and as long as that goes, that's fine. But the push from the media and them are just trying to get us at our each other's throats. And I think it's kind of failing a little bit because some of the things that they're the tactics they're using are just making people pissed. Like they're like, Come on, man, are you are you serious? Like now they're over here they're saying that kids two years old have to wear a mask, you know? It was and then I'm like, people it's crazy. I'm like, if you start legislating the kids wear masks, then you might as well say we're going to wear masks forever. And I I tell people that, like, that promote the mask. I said, so we're going to wear it forever then, right? No, no, no. Well, then when do we stop? Like, when does it stop? Like, there is no expiration date. Tell me when we stop. And then they can't tell you that. They just say what they got to say. Like, oh, no, but you don't understand because, you know, I'm trying to, like, that's, that's, there's no information that you can show me that proves what you're saying doesn't even prove asking, that the mask actually works either at all <laughs> it, it shows me nothing and and, and you just got to tell them like what well, do you want to wear forever oh that's the narrative you got to keep pushing because it's it's ridiculous man like to have a kid first of all i don't even know how they expect these kids 10 and younger even man you can't get people every parent knows that you can't put a mask on a little kid absolutely <laughs> like, and um Kind of just tying into that nicely, I have a probably one of the most uplifting stories I saw this week. Uh, coming out of Arizona, Vail School Board f- flees as parents elect new board and vote to end mask mandate for children in the school district. Hundreds of parents showed up to the Vail bo- School Board meeting to demand the board make masks optional. The board didn't want to hear it, so they walked out of the meeting and before it, before it even began. So the parents under Robert Roos uh, of order voted in a new school board. Then the new members voted to end the mask requirement in Vail schools. You know, and that's what it's all about. It's uh, you got to rally with like-minded individuals in your community. If you see something that rubs you the wrong way, you feel is tyrannical and unjust and not right, especially for me in particular, this topic of masking children in schools is a, uh, very unokay. So uh, good good on the parents of uh, this school district. Uh, I hope to see more of it in the future. Yeah, and I th- uh, there was a few protests in Florida I saw of it, and I think we will see more of it because that's what needs to happen. You need to stand up to them, and you need to find – first you need to be in the school and find the other parents that are like-minded like you, the ones that are agreeing with what you're saying because then you start with them, and then you start with the people on the fence. And, and once you get enough parents, you're going to be able to change – what the school is doing, because when you're a, a, a few, that you're not going to get anything done. But if you get at least like seventy percent of them, you're going to be able to go in there, and they're going to have to do what you want. Because like what happened in Arizona, they walked out. But you—that's not how the job works. Because you're a public servant, and people really don't understand. I think what a public servant is. They think that they have all this power, and. It's easy when you manipulate the people into thinking that the government is the people. <laughs> you know what I mean? That 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 they that we're all the same, but we're not. And that's how it was formed intentionally because they knew 
that people with power are going to uh, have different ideas than other people that might be in the working class. And that's the whole point of this republic is that the people are the last part of the government. But meaning that we have the choice of changing and and moving out people we don't like. And we got to keep doing that. Like, you guys got to do that with uh, Gavin Newsom. You know what I mean? You guys got to get Gavin Newsom out. I'm not sure who to vote for. I'm not sure who to vote for yet. I was going pretty big on Major Williams. I heard a couple bad things about him, but I don't know. Because the the source where I heard from, I wasn't, like, uh, too much. And I'm not saying bad, bad, but... uh, so they were just kind of saying that maybe he's in it just for the money. I don't know the dude, but to me, he seems like one of the better candidates uh, that's on the, the ballot as so far. He's an or, option. I think uh, Mike Cernovich is an option. Uh, obviously, the, there was a lot of news about Caitlyn Jenner throwing her hat in the ring. Um, I, I probably wouldn't vote for her. Or, you know, I've heard a little bit about Major. Um, I like where he comes from uh, on his policy, but, you know, there's some concerning things about his past and some allegations too, I guess, uh, sort of Me Too style that are also in, in need of being addressed. So, you know, there, it's a long time to go still, I think, until it actual, actually hits the ballot. So I'd like to see more candidates come forward. And frankly, I think Gavin Newsom is toast. I, I think that California should fucking slam that foot, pedal to the metal, and go with our boy, Cousin Eddie. Fucking Randy Quaid, man. He's <laughs> Cousin Eddie from Vegas Vacation and all the vacation movies, man. That's the dude you got to get into the... That would be a hilarious governor. And remember, he was on the run and went to Canada because he was talking... Because they, uh, I think they set a house on fire and he was talking about the Hollywood Whackers. The, uh, uh, that they were after them trying to kill them. And they wrote him off like he was nuts. But, I mean, there might be something to that. This was, like I think, like eight to ten years ago. So... Pretty interesting. It would be nice to have uh, Cousin Eddie. And I hope they do recall Gavin because I think uh, he's done a horrible job. And now he's he's still flexing his muscle. Like when people are pissing him off, he's closing down those buildings. But other buildings are allowed to be open, which is complete bullshit. Yeah. Uh, his his uh, Napa Vineyard comes to mind. Uh, he gave them a, a little bailout for small businesses to his own business, his own vineyard. And... Ironically enough, I wanted to highlight it last week, but we didn't. We kind of ran out of time. But Gavin Newsom came to my county, um, actually, uh, and he, you know, made a big deal about our man-made lake and how dry it is with the drought we have going. You know, we've only had a little bit of rain, but he he goes and stands in this particular part of the lake, and he's like, "This should be forty feet underwater," and he's like right by a boat ramp, which has never been forty feet underwater. And he's like t- trying to tie it to climate change and. All like, you know, the overall agenda. And here he is, you know, bailing out his own winery, going through all sorts of different uh, mask deals with the Chinese Communist Party and their, you know, associated businesses. Um, you know, his days are numbered, I think. And good. All right, all right. I hope so, man. I really do. I just hope it doesn't become a shit show like what happened with uh, the what's it? Uh, Gray Davis when we got Schwarzenegger. But I mean, that was I hope they shake it up to, to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was great for the late night show, guys. But, yeah. Uh, we'll see how it is because I think he should be out, but I don't know the feel out there. Uh, a lot of the people I don't want him out, but I'm not out there every day. And like, I don't know how many other people, but it sounds like a lot of people on all sides don't want him. Like on, on all levels, he's especially after that whole uh, 
French Laundry thing, like, that really pissed a lot of people off. I heard they got a ton of signatures after that because people are like, what the fuck, this guy? Yeah, I <laughs> mean, guy, and rightly so. It's a lot of small businesses have been affected in a very bad way about, you know, Gavin Newsom and the government of California were the first people to actually initiate a lockdown, even before we had, you know, a real test regimen out with a highly uh, suspect uh you know, PCR tests that were dialed up. But, um, yeah, I think uh, he's been caught out in a big way, especially with the French Laundry incident. Um, and, you know, good for everyone that signed that. I think it's uh, time to vote on it, too. Uh, I'm not sure when it is, probably in the fall, but I, I look forward to it. It'd be an interesting uh, way to round out the year. Yeah, I'm kind of waiting for uh, when the actual election is going to take place and then start paying attention because it is a big deal because California is a, a huge uh, a huge state with a lot of electoral votes, you know, and it's, it would be interesting to see which way they swing. Cause I, I think it's going to go red. But I have a feeling, too. We were saying that about the, the actual election and it didn't go red, but, you know, there was a lot of allegations. I mean, it's fortifications, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> it's possible. Um, I have two last clips. I have one clip that I think is kind of hilarious because it's like they accidentally told the truth. Um, it's about that. Uh, what's her name? Uh, I'm trying to say her name right. Chloe uh, Zohan, I think it is, or Zahan. She she did the movie. She was a director of that movie, uh, Nomadland, and uh, she's won a lot of awards for it. But like, she denounced. She said about a lot of bad things about the CCP years ago. And that video started circulating, so they've kind of shunned her in China. And they were talking about it on Fox Business News, and just look what happens. The Great Firewall in China is not letting people in China know that one of their own, Chloe Zhao, won the Academy Award. It's interesting because the... Because Okay, we lost Brett there, but um, always great to have him on for these conversations. And of course, we've talked about censorship on this show before and China's messaging. So this seems to be uh, another example of that. But we will have Brett on another night this week. Um, that is going to do it for us on Fox Business tonight. The evening edit is going to start now. <laughs> they literally censored him <laughs> mid-sentence. They did. <laughs> the, apparently the Great Firewall of China has been extended right through mainstream media. Oh, man. And that's actually a good article. I won't go into like a whole lot of detail, yeah. but uh, there's been uh, breaking news this week of China violates disclosure law to publish propaganda in New York Times and the Washington Post. China Daily, an official mouthpiece of the Chinese Communist Party, has published hundreds of propaganda articles designed to look like ordinary news stories in some American, some of America's most influential newspapers. While foreign agents uh, may place ads in the United States, the propaganda outlet has repeatedly violated the Foreign Agent Registration Act uh, by failing to provide full disclosures about its purchases. And that happened on over 500 occasions and various... Uh, mainstream like big name uh newspaper outlets like the new york times washington post uh among others but you know you just have uh the chinese communist party's uh, propaganda arm already fully embedded in the mainstream media and they they were it goes on to highlight how the mainstream media has been running a good cover for you know the whole uh free tibet uh issue the hong kong situation last year uh 
not to mention the Falun Gong and uh, the Uyghur as the Uyghur population in Xinjiang. So it just shows uh, how closely tied the Great Firewall of China is to the mainstream media. And they've been able to do this. is not the first attempt of this. Or not just the mainstream media, but Hollywood as well. Remember that whole uh, shit with Disney? Disney's changed stuff for them. A lot of other big studios, Sony and all them. Uh, the NBA has bowed down to them. Because they all are just worried about the money. They think about, well, oh, that's a billion people, man. That's uh, a lot of money to be made. And they use that to their advantage and get what they want. And when we ask for what we want, as far as making America first or, you know, raising the quality of life for all Americans, all the stuff like that, we get called names because we're not going to, like, we got to help China. Like, China needs our help, or, but they don't. They're just sucking off of us. And they've, and now it's come to a point where they're trying to uh, take our place. That's really what it is. They want to take uh, the crown and be the, the, the superpower. Uh, and they're slowly trying to get there. I don't think they're there. I think they're trying to get there, and we'll see because it's been dying down a little bit, the talks. You know, we had India going hot with China last year. That's died down. But now they're attacking India hard with a lot of propaganda. And from what I'm seeing on the news, I'll be highlighting that tomorrow on my show uh, uh, with uh, Kerry. We're going to, like, there's a lot of shit coming out of India. And then when you see videos from people, it's totally different. They're talking about people dying in the streets, but then you've seen everybody, like, Thousands of people at the beach. Yeah. And then, like, a lot of the pictures used for the whole people dying in the streets from the new variant of COVID, uh, you know, there was people highlighting the fact that those were old pictures from a, a gas leak a couple years ago. So, you know, the propaganda arm is going strong for the glo globalist narrative of uh, total control and a uh, full lockdown of the economy and society as a whole. Yeah, it should be a fun. It should be a fun summer. <laughs> it's gonna be. A blast. It should, and we should make it fun for ourselves. For sure. If anything, you know, go out there, go to the beach, go have barbecues with your friends. Yeah, travel. As don't be, as don't live in fear. You know. Yeah. Have a live yeah. your life. <laughs> yeah, go, go, go. Do everything you were gonna do. If you have the money to go to a resort that you want to do, or anywhere, just try to travel as much as possible, see as much of America or other parts of the world you want to see, because no one should stop you from completing anything on your bucket list or completing anything you want to do to achieve in life, because at the end of the day, the only person that is uh, going to help you is you, so just keep rewarding yourself for like living through all the bullshit and being able to uh, manage through the propaganda that they try to feed people on a day-to-day -day basis. It's not always easy, but I think that like we're getting there. Like people are really don't trust the media. Even people that were diehard media people, even they have distrust now. They're like, yeah, they believe some of the stuff, but they could see through some of the lies. So it takes time. I think it's been frustrating for some of the process, but overall we're, I think we're close to that like goal. And that's when I think they're going to try to punch us in the face with like some climate change shit, but that's what we got to wait for that counter. Cause they're going to counter. It's like a boxing match. They're going to come in there. They're telling the COVID, 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 COVID. They boom. Can, they come in with the big uh, project bloom beam punch. Yes. Oh man. The, that could, the haymaker, that could be another, man. That. <laughs> the, the haymaker. Exactly. Um, I got one more clip and then we could, uh, I just thought this one was kind of funny too. Um, they're talking about, you know, with all the food stuff, this, uh, uh, 
I don't know what kind of side. It's like a recipe side of some sort. They're taking down. They're not not taking down. They're keeping the ones they have, but they're not adding any more recipes with beef. Time to check the polls. We began with a popular recipe website saying bye-bye to beef. That's right. Editors at Epicurious have stopped adding beef recipes as part of an effort to fight climate change. They call meat production, quote, one of the world's most worst climate offenders. Some say the move will backfire, but others say it could win the website a new generation of customers. It does signal that Epicurious is taking climate change um, seriously. This could give them some support for from these socially conscious consumers, especially young people. Epicurious says the beef recipes already online will remain available. Well, I'm going to eat steak in a little bit. So. I'm about to go get a double-double <laughs> from in and Burger. If you don't know, it's a oh, hamburger chain in California. You would know. but uh, Yeah, you're killing me with that, man. I, that's the one thing I didn't do when I was out there. I forgot to go to in and out man. That was, that's my spot. It's not bad. It's not bad. I like it. I'm always with the in and out argument, and I know that I'm biased, but, I mean, I've tried the other burgers. I just don't see it, man. I just think that you can't just the way they make it, man. And it's perfect because you go in there and there's only like five things on the menu. Like <laughs> very it, old school retro choice. style, uh, you know, little hamburger chain. Uh, I like them. Uh, you know, it's funny how they're, you know, going after the red meat eaters and the whole, you know, you're destroying the planet by uh, choosing to eat like your ancestors, like your ancestors ate for generations. And I feel like it's a bigger agenda at play, not necessarily to protect the environment, but more or less to uh, weaken people who, you know, a lot of people depend on red meat and high protein diets for, you know, their body is different to other people. I, for one, uh, very active. I'm working outside a lot, working with my hands. I need protein a lot. <laughs> um, if I don't have a good intake of protein, I feel, you know, low energy and not really able to keep up with my my work schedule and everything like that. So I feel like it's a it's a push to kind of uh, domesticate the populace a little bit. Yeah, because there's not one diet that fits all. Every person is totally different. Some people may be better on a vegan diet. Some people are better on a, a more protein diet or a, a more red meat diet or whatever it may be, depending on their genetics and their build. I don't know why people try to fake... This whole narrative of where there's oh there's only one way to eat yeah when people have been migrating towards all different ways just to survive it, eating to me is just the way that you survive like to keep going and getting more energy like you said but they're trying to make everything an issue about climate change so that way we figure out a way to change like maybe they won't take away meat like. It's not that they'll take anything away necessarily. It's the scare and to be like, okay, yeah, we should do that. And the more you hear it, like like they say, the more you hear a lie, the 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 truer it sounds. It's like, like a soft like, conditioning, oh, yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, and that's what they want to do, and that's why they're trying to do it now because people still have the COVID fear in their head, and they still have the science deniers, and they're gonna tangle that, which they've already did because they were already calling climate deniers, which basically means that you're anti-science. That's why the term was created to talk yeah. shit to people <laughs> it kind of ties into the way they you know throw the conspiracy theories uh label out there it's uh always uh against people that go against uh their narrative uh and uh, it's plain as day for people like us but it's always key to highlight that to people who might be uh, newer to this 
Yeah, and then like you said, there has been good signs, like what happened in Arizona. I remember I think it was last year uh, in Idaho maybe uh, where they kind of they took over their city council and like yep. stuff like that where people are burning or people are standing up to for what they believe in. Uh, it's not about getting violent. It's not about like, but start organizing with people that are like-minded and that want to, that are about freedom and liberty. doesn't mean that they have to be like-minded on every situation, but those are foundation pieces right there. You're like, you know what? You believe in freedom and liberty. I believe in freedom and liberty. Now we could build and kind of make a coalition of people that can bring that back that prosperity back to america because we already know the government's gonna not gonna do it for us we got to continue to be grassroots and figuring out ways and one day somebody will like with all the hard work going on and through all the manipulation and all the propaganda it will it's being created the seeds are there it just takes time we've got to be patient and deal and hold uh what's it called get ready for all kinds of punches absolutely have to uh, really uh, steal our reserve and hold the line, you know. Um, we're we're not going to protect our liberty by uh, constantly backpedaling and compromising with authoritarians. Definitely not. And like that's why I love the whole crypto scene that's going on right now too. And I mean, my brothers in that. I got a lot of friends in that. Uh, I didn't get to get into it. Uh, yeah, I messed a lot that of bullshit, bullshit. But like. <laughs> Like, there's still ways on it, but, like, I got a lot of people that are in it, and they're just, man, more power to them. It's, it's, it's a great feeling. It's another thing of where you feel like the decentralizing detachment of these, like, entities that have been running the world forever. You can see that there's a lot of positive hope and um, for the future of where we could go. Most definitely. Um, you know, the future is bright uh, for those who are willing to kind of seize the moment for themselves and take control of their own future and their own destiny, really. You know, yeah. the fortune favors the bold, as they say, you know, people never really got ahead in life by cowering behind uh, their fears and you know, hiding away in their, their little, their homes and stuff. Yeah, for sure. That's most definitely. Well, that's all I got, man. I don't know if you got anything else to drop on them. Um, I think I've pretty much used up everything I got, you know, uh, we, we covered a lot today though. Yeah, we got a lot out there, and uh, well, we'll be here again next Sunday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 4.30 Pacific. I'm Sean Chris. That's Sebastian Farr. Uh, this is Kill the Mockingbird, Truth Report. Appreciate everybody that tunes in uh, regularly and that's been sharing our shit since the beginning. And and for all the people that send me so much information, like yeah, I wouldn't be able to get as much information without the people that, man— if, and if I had a list of everybody to think, it would be too long, but it's for everybody because everybody gives me good information, solid stuff. And uh, we got, uh, we're got we almost updated on the Spotify and the Apple. We're going to have uh, two more episodes like to be continued with the uh, IG. We got a new episode with uh, James from We The People Radio. We got uh, the swap cast with um, Steak for Breakfast podcast on the uh apple and spotify and then i got uh one coming up today that i'm going to be dropping with alan from the great divide podcast we had a little little debate on some different topics of like police and stuff he, he thinks a little bit differently but it's always nice to get in there and see other people's views and kind of dance around and see what we could come up with you know what i mean it was pretty interesting it was a good like three hour podcast so you could go check that out on all, you know, Kill the Mockingbirds on Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. I think there's some other ones, but I'm not sure all of them. 
And then, you know, we'll post the links up on here. And uh, again, thanks for everybody, like, always hooking it up with all the dope material to uh, drop on here. And uh, you know how we do it. Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. Like a with a strap shoved up in your face You better tell me nothing Cause I ain't scared if I'm gonna have to catch that case Oh, we can see y'all frontin' Act like a with a strap shoved up in your face You better tell me nothing Cause I ain't scared if I'm gonna have to catch that Click, clack, bang, bang Now go to sleep Click, clack, bang, bang Now go to sleep Click, clack, bang, bang Now go to sleep Fruit, come in on types of sorts Ate with a golden fork Could leave the days in courts Get it while it's good One day it's gone Then it's time to Remember when it was on Big house, dope whips Extensive bottle model chips Trip to Vegas Living outrageous with endless chips Roulette and craps Poker and blackjack Scared money don't make money We knows that Military in the streets Torn from a scroll Shift lanes and hydroplane He's the ultimate just came from Angeles, fresh out the cornfield, spitting evangelist manuscript scandalous. Ideal, cause I'm the dealer, green and vanilla. No remorse for double crosses, cutting my losses. Can't go to the corner store without being strapped. They wanna see me flat, ain't got no time for that. Yeah, we can see y'all frontin'. Act like a with a strap shoved up in your face. You better tell me nothing, cause I ain't scared if I'm gonna have to catch that case. Oh, we can see y'all frontin' Act like a with a strap shoved up in your face You better tell me nothing Cause I ain't scared if I'm gonna have to catch that Click, clack, bang, bang Now go to sleep Click, clack, bang, bang Now go to sleep Click, clack, bang, bang Now go to sleep Now go to sleep Now go to sleep You don't have to front for me Pump for me Dump for me Run for me, switch speeds, grow seeds Good and evil beats, greenbacks and sleeve stacks Cheddar bring measured things, get mine just fine Since the beginning, I could care less So why you pretending? Drug straps and acrobats, crooked law, phone tap It's that city fast life, die young son My motions can cause grief, a sad mother Got a season on bad beef, a blown cover Super greedy cats, tricking the people we're bringing to them hard, vital and lethal You ain't got no power here, you powerless Turn them into slaves, devour the rest For those of you confused and distraught We're changing the way you think It's more than what you thought Like a with a strap shoved up in your face You better tell me nothing Cause I ain't scared if I'm gonna have to catch that case Oh, we can see y'all frontin' Act like a with a strap shoved up in your face You better tell me nothing Cause I ain't scared if I'm gonna have to catch that Click, clack, bang, bang Now go to sleep Click, clack, bang, bang Now go to sleep Click, clack, bang, bang Now go to sleep now go to sleep, now go to sleep
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.